Victory 91.5. Yeah, that's what we should be singing all day long. You're yeah. so good. It's Rise and Stein as we wrap up today's Feast of Tabernacles teaching. Ray Haynes in here. Um, what a cool what a cool way to go into my 13th year as a believer. Oh, amen. You are transformed. You are the suka that's walking around with Jesus. I, I can't believe it's been 12 years. I mean, when you look back and, I mean, didn't own a Bible. 12 years ago today because that was the first thing I asked after I got saved over the phone I said what do I do now (laughs) and and the lady the therapist said um, go buy a Bible wow so I went out that night and I could not buy it really I was prevented by buying I was prevented from buying a Bible that night it was I've never even told this story Mm. it was it's pretty bizarre wow and that's the that's how I got that NIV Life Application yeah. Bible. Um, I know you've got stuff to talk about, so I'll, I'll share this. Another, <laughs> I'll share this this wild it's story a, another time. It's ironic because you know when I got saved when I was fifteen, going on sixteen, I was driving home, <laughs> and I stopped in this town because I knew I needed a Bible, uh, and I and stopped, and it happened to be that was 1979, and the NIV came out in 78, so it was the Bible that was like there on display, you know, like 10 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. and so, and I actually could understand it. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. like, we're going to grow now, mm-hmm. no, these and thuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. so uh, you know, you know more about the Feast of Tabernacles than you know, actually. It's ironic. There are a lot of scriptures talking about it, but we just kind of read through them and we don't recognize it, but uh, Luke 9, and Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, some of you are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain. They were all alone. There he was transfigured. Keep that word in your brain. Before them, his clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. (laughs) Love that phrase. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who are talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let's put up three shelters, sukkahs, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. So he didn't know what to say. They were so frightened. But then a cloud appeared and covered them. All right. Then a voice came from the cloud. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. And they were coming down the mountain. What are they talking about? Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they'd seen. So the son of man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. I love these people. Peter, James, and John were in a vision, transported into the future to see Christ in his glory in his kingdom. And it's interesting to note that Peter associated that time with tents or tabernacles. It was the first thing he popped into his brain. So they understood the end times. They understood what was going on, and they anticipated that. So... One of the cool things of this feast is gladness. Jesus will be enthroned at this feast in eternity. Gladness or agaliasis, agaliasis, it's a big long word, but it means exaltation, extreme joy, gladness. Not just, nah, I'm okay. But to the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. That's uh, Psalm 45 and also Hebrews 1. That's the word. Exaltation, extreme joy, gladness. That's what that word means. Anointed you with that. Guess who he's anointed with that? 
That's what, that's what our anointing should be. At feasts, people were anointed with the oil of gladness. Mm. Hebrews 1.9 alludes mm. to this inaugural ceremony of anointing and, and use it as kind of an emblem of the divine power and majesty to which the Son of God has been exalted. So uh, if you've ever gone to Africa and prayed for anybody, you know you are covered with oil. They, they don't mm. dab you. They pour it on you because they get that concept. Then Zadok the priest took a horn of oil from the tabernacle, anointed Solomon. They blew the horn. All the people said, long live King Solomon. And all the people went up after him and the people played the flutes and rejoiced with great joy so that the earth seemed to split with their sound and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth that was luke one mm-hmm. luke also luke one for indeed as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears the babe leaped in my womb for joy all of these are that same word of gladness for so continually daily with one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and extreme joy exaltation and simplicity of heart now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy so this isn't just something you couldn't you could have this is the promise this festival is also called the feast of ingathering focusing on its role as a celebration of the large autumn harvest in the holy land but of course it foreshadows a large spiritual harvest satan is bound the saints and martyrs raised in the first resurrection to rule with jesus everyone else waits for the second resurrection Then it will be that all the nations who have come against Jerusalem and survived will go up each year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. God's word reveals that the nations will one day gather to fight against Jerusalem. It also tells us without a shadow of doubt who will win the battle for the Lord himself will fight for his people. Then following that battle, the survivors from these attacking nations will once again go up to Jerusalem not to make war, but to worship the Lord of hosts, demonstrating the submission to the King of Kings. As prophesied in Isaiah 2, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. That's the scripture I read to you earlier. All the nations will have a new orientation around God's will and his word as they worship him annually in Jerusalem at the Feast of Tabernacles. Their annual schedule will then be aligned with the Lord's biblical calendar as his priorities will be seen in their new confession to worship. This is all during the millennium on the the same earth we're on right now. But And then after that millennium, you get the new heavens, the new earth, and all of that. And that, of course, is for another time and a season. But for now, that is the Feast of Tabernacles. Wow. Wow. Cool stuff. You can read all of these notes at the Risenstein Facebook page or victory.radio. Just click on blog. And all of the segments from this morning will be posted up later today uh, on that blog. So thank you, Ray, mm-hmm. uh, for coming in. Uh, tomorrow, study your spouse Thursday, Friday. Uh, Pastor Ashley and Pastor Jane from Influencers Church going to be in. Yeah. They always bring the gold. Mm-hmm. Next week, Victory Partner Days, Dr. Mark Rutland, Pastor Jason Gertis, a bunch of other folks coming in. And it's your opportunity to say, yes, I'm on this mission with you. And I'm going to put some weight behind those words uh, by partnering with us financially. Whether you're an individual, a family, a business, a ministry, a church, we would love for you to be praying about that. Coming up. Keith. Yes. No, Steve. <laughs> in for Keith. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so much.